Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your Stock Geek. Today is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022, and U.S. and global stocks are enjoying their second straight day of big gains. Yesterday, we had the S&P, the NASDAQ, and the Russell all up over 2%. Today, we're seeing even stronger gains with the S&P up 2.7%, the NASDAQ up 3.3%, and the Russell index up 3.5%. We also see European stocks rallying 4 to 5% on the major indices. So what's driving the big gains here in stocks? Well, there's a bit more optimism about the overall trajectory of interest rates globally and a possibility that maybe some central banks are starting to pause on their aggressive interest rate hiking paths. In fact, we saw the Australian Reserve Bank raised their interest rates only 25 basis points at their October meeting, which was under the market estimates of a 50 basis point hike. And the Reserve Bank of Australia basically said that you know they're concerned already about the impact that rising interest rates are having on consumers, especially because there's a lot of adjustable rate mortgages there in Australia. So that makes sense that we would start to see some pausing where we've got a direct flow through to consumers. And in the U.S., you know, it's still unknown whether the Fed is going to change their policy path in the near term, but we have seen some improvement in interest rates on the government bond curves. In fact, the two, the five, and the 10-year are again declining about five basis points. So they're down about 25 to 30 basis points across the front end of the curve. And in fact, we have seen a pullback of about 25 to 30 basis points on the front end of the curve just in the past week or so. So that's positive news. However, we do see commodities up today. Crude's up about 2%. Natural gas is up about 4%. Gold and silver up about 2% and copper up as well. So we do have to be careful here. We have to watch the pace of commodities and how those are gaining. But overall, stocks are looking forward and saying maybe the market got a little bit too pessimistic, especially over the weekend. There were all those doom and gloomers out there talking about the failure of major financial institutions. That hasn't happened yet. And the market is you know, really saying that sentiment got too bearish. Almost every stock in the S&P 500 is actually up today. But to call out some early gainers, it's the names you would expect. A lot of the hardest hit high growth tech stocks and stocks that have been down the most year to date are the ones bouncing the highest. We see stocks like Peloton up 14%, Affirm up 13%, Square's up 12%, Shopify's up 12%, Coinbase is up 11%, uh, Bumble's up 10%, Carvana's up 10%, Twilio up 10%, the cruise lines, which had been taking a pretty hard hit in the past week, those are up about 10%. Some of the airlines as well, American up 9%. So that's nice to see. We've also seen an M&A announcement with Naver out of South Korea announcing an acquisition of Poshmark for seven. $17.90 per share. That's an all-cash deal. And the deal must have been leaked into the market in the past couple of weeks because Poshmark shares had been rising with relative strength. You know, it's interesting to note this acquisition being done at a nice premium to where Poshmark was a couple of weeks ago. Poshmark was a $10 stock. However, Poshmark IPO'd at something like a $80 or $90 stock price. And, you know, prior to 2022, it traded well above $20 a share. And so this takeout price is an interesting one when you look at the historical share price of Poshmark. Uh, you could also argue that perhaps Naver is getting a nice value here. Poshmark had something like 7 or $8 of net cash on the balance sheet, so the effective acquisition price is actually closer to like $10 a share. So it's interesting. It's interesting that Poshmark management went for this. They had been seeing declining growth rates, but they weren't shrinking yet, and they had maintained a top 10 position in the shopping ranks of the app store. So it's interesting to note that Poshmark management was willing to take this offer, which looks like a little bit of a low ball relative to where Poshmark was valued in recent years. 
And so that begs the question, will this happen to other tech stocks out there? And it, it, it is an important point to understand that we can't anchor on past prices, especially prices on stocks from 2021, because there are a lot of companies that won't see those prior highs, especially some high-flying IPOs and SPACs that may be traded at absurd valuations back then. Uh, but nonetheless, it'll be interesting to watch how M&A activity continues through the end of the year. We know that higher interest rates does make it a lot harder to do deals, and especially on the private equity side, can make it more difficult to uh, to see buyouts. We have seen some rumors, though, in recent days and recent weeks on some possible buyouts. DXC, the, the large technology integrator, they have been rumored to be the subject of a possible private equity takeover. I've seen prices rumored anywhere from the mid-30s to the low-40s. The stock currently trades at about 26 27 so if there is a deal announced, it could be at a nice premium even to where the stock's trading today. However, the big question is going to be financing. You know, Is the financing going to be there for private equity buyouts in the near term? And that's something that's very hard to quantify. So as I said the other day, I still remain a little bit cautious on you know, M&A speculation, SPAC speculation, uh, anything that requires financing in this type of environment. Because even though we've had two straight up days, things can flip back to a bearish tone very quickly in these markets as we've seen. On the macro data front, one of the other things that could be giving some optimism to this market is actually another one of these bad news is good news situations. The JOLTS job opening data in the U.S. showed that job openings actually dropped by about 10% month over month, and layoffs did rise slightly. Now, there's still something like 10.1 million job openings in the U.S., so the job market still you know, has a lot of openings out there, but that's down from more than 11 million jobs that were available in July. So we are seeing some weakening in the job openings, which could be a leading indicator of what could happen with initial unemployment claims or even overall unemployment. So we'll keep an eye there, but the market actually liked that because it, again, is another data point that suggests maybe the Fed actions are having an impact already on the labor market, and that could eventually lead to a pause in the interest rate hiking path here before the end of the year. We'll, of course, know more about the jobs picture on Friday when we get the September monthly jobs report in the U.S., so that's going to be a major data release to watch on Friday. But again, I don't expect any major surprises. I don't think the unemployment rate is going to tick up too much there, uh, given what we've seen in initial unemployment claims. But the JOLTS data is interesting and, again, could be a leading indicator for maybe some of the later months in the year. Well, that's it for today, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I will see you all tomorrow. Cheers. 